So you guys want to go to a strip club? No. Uh, that's an intense line of questioning, but no. Yeah, I, I really think we should go to a strip club. I hear they have vampires now. There's one that dresses like Ronald McDonald. It's really weird. Wouldn't that, that benefits wouldn't you more than us. Wouldn't that make the strip club less desirable? I don't know, man. I mean, that guy eating the roaches in the corner seems to like it. I don't know. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay. Those are roaches? I get, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Couch Blab Horror Podcast. I'm Ben, and these are my two co-hosts. I'm Hope. I'm Tiff. And that weird dialogue at the beginning is in reference to the movie we're talking about today, uh, Vamp from 1986, which is basically a movie about vampires that, that work at a strip club, and two guys come and try to get their way out of this hellhole through the entire movie. And that, and you might be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, that sounds like another movie, specifically one by a man named Quentin Tarantino. And no, while this does sound oddly like From Dusk Till Dawn, it is not. This actually movie came out first. And and honestly, I think it has a little bit more style. Yeah, I definitely do like the uh, design of the film, definitely. If you watch this film, it's got a very like 80s color palette, a lot of like blues and purples and greens kind of overwatch the screen and it gives it kind of this like part of it's almost sort of noir but part of it's also kind of this drug trip of a feeling especially the parts where you know he's running around and these vampires are trying to chase him it's definitely something that needs to be seen to be believed yeah um so essentially what this is is it's a horror comedy about these two guys named keith and aj who essentially they need to find a stripper to get into this uh what is it? It's not a sorority. sorority. It's a fraternity. Sororities Frater- are for women. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a fraternity. <laughs> this would be a different movie if they were trying to get into a sorority. Probably a much uh, better that's the movie. That's kind of film I'd up to see. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they tried, They need a strip club to a stripper to get in but when they, they need tried... the whole strip club yes they Just do the building. Need the... i mean that would be a bonus uh but what essentially they need to do is go find a stripper but all the normal ones are all the people they know who they try to call won't do it so they basically try to drive out with the help of Quentin wabanabi's character who you might remember as the guy who played the donger in 16 candles and pretty the much knows no... yeah pretty much nothing else really um who's also in this um and they get they borrow his car and they all three of them go downtown and transition into uh this seedy part of town that's kind of barren and empty and it's slowly getting dark and might i just say the transition of how they get there is the most hilarious thing in this entire movie oh yeah they're like driving down like a lovely like road and it's like it's all daytime outside and it's nice and the minute they get to like downtown it's just like a seedy part almost looks like a really bad part of like new york city or some major city not to mention there's that egregious spin-out scene that lasts forever before they park (laughs) yeah that's the part i was talking about how it just transitions with a spin it's pretty it it, god you just gotta love like transitions like that because you never see them coming (laughs) filmmaking shorthands there's probably some of the best in cinema what i want to basically go into now is this uh nightclub and 
general. We already see weird stuff going down in this um, part of town already because they go into this coffee shop first and they almost get attacked by these el- this group of albinos. Um, and you would think, obviously, from Cliche 101, that the albino man with his two black ladies basically would be the vampires, according to 1980s logic. But no, they're just the gang of albino man and two black ladies. I thought the black lady was a vampire, though. There was that whole gag where she showed the teeth and, like, like got all scared and he was just like, you see something weird, buddy? Like, I thought that was... I thought they were yeah. also vampires. Well, I don't think there is because there's a later scene where... They were the part of the big of... vampire chase at the end, Ben. Yeah, but they got attacked by the vampires halfway into it. Like, the albinos got attacked by that little vampire girl. So, and they were... And those black ladies were with him. Yeah, but she's... That, that vampire girl was obviously, like, a third vampire party. Like, she just attacked everybody. Uh, little kids shouldn't be vampires is the lesson I think we should learn here. Well, let's agree to disagree then. I guess we'll have to watch it again later to figure all right, this out. Alright, alright. Well, what's what's her weird teeth then? How do you explain it? I thought they were just making a joke about how she had bad teeth. But they were clearly vampire... <sighs> like, they have the top and bottom teeth in this movie too, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, they don't have the stereotypical, like, top fangs they usually do. But she was showing off her bottom teeth as well, you know? And, like, they made that whole big deal with the guy in the restaurant they were at putting on the cross after it was after dark, you know? I thought yeah. it was pretty clear. Eh. Eh. Anyways, let's actually get back to the vampires everyone actually came to see. Just like this movie, who advertised the living hell out of it, Grace Jones is in the movie. And for people who don't it's know... She's great. Yeah, for people who don't know Grace Jones, um, essentially she was this icon figure of the 80s who was really into this alternative art scene movement. She was very alternative. I'm talking about, like... Stuff you wouldn't generally listen to unless you were really delved deep into that alternative art She really liked these crazy outfits, which, you know, get featured in the film really nicely. Yeah, um, but she, for as much as they advertise her, surprisingly, she doesn't actually say anything really in this entire movie. All she does is kind of laugh at one point demonically and then kind of go like, (sighs) and stuff like that. And it's worth it. Yep. Um, but the probably the most famous scene that a lot of people know with her in it specifically is the dance number where, like I said, she kind of paints her body in this full, like, white makeup stuff and has her hair dyed, like, bright red. Um, and she does this weird dance on this plastic mannequin man. And it, again, it just looks like Ronald McDonald, uh, just dancing around. I didn't, like, really find it all that sexy. I think the beginner person, lady who was doing the dance previously was better. I was just confused that at a place that's essentially a strip club, she technically didn't strip at all. It was just like, um... Yeah, she was already naked. Uh, I don't know if that counts. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's I like, I mean, she's already, she's already naked. I guess all she can do is dance, but it's like the whole point <laughs> just of it. stand there. Is to, the whole point is to strip. Like, I mean, I guess yeah. it counts. But this, yeah, but this strip club is like weird in itself. There's the manager guy who's eating bugs um, at his thing. We see the security guard guy like take off a shirt in the bathroom in one scene and his back looks like a pin cushion at points. Like, it's just filled with holes and stuff, so obviously... And we know why that is. Ah, yeah. Crazy. Okay. Crazy vampire sex, obviously. 
yeah. I mean, he really does like... That is the reason, right? He really do- yeah, he probably likes that Grace Jones character. Or he could have just been used as a blood bank, almost. Katr- Her name is Katrina. Yeah, that, that seems more plausible. Yeah. I don't like Katrina. Don't talk about Katrina. Katrina's Grace- Why? Does she weird you out? To Katrina's Grace Jones character. Oh, I, I'm oh, an idiot. but let's let's okay. get into the character. Yeah, I thought we were on the let's, same let's page. Let's get into the character I think Tiffany's actually referring to, which is Armoretto. Okay, I thought that was Katrina. I, I maybe I should go back and double check the names for this. Who's Armor? Who's Armoretto for a uh, you know clarification? Armoretto is the uh, blonde-haired waitress girl that the one of the main protagonists um, basically have a run-in constantly with, um, and. I thought her name was Allison. That was a whole big gag, revealing her name. Well, that's what it says on the. Uh, People, how about, let, how about, how about let's pause it, pause it. But let's actually get into what I don't really have a problem with as a character. But I know Tiffany has a couple of things she'd like to say about this character. And let's get into <laughs> let's get into <gasps> Allison here, which is this little blonde-haired waitress girl who. Okay, but before let's actually explain the character to the audience who might not have seen this movie yet. Essentially what she is is this girl that takes her order. And at at first she seems really nice and really cute through the whole thing. Um, And she basically teases one of the main characters to... Uh, trying to figure out who she is because she is a person who acts like she clearly knows this person but he doesn't remember her whatsoever and we don't find out her like backstory as to how she knows this person until way later in the film and in fact the movie and yeah, the joke the, the goes movie on makes for 90 this, minutes like uh, obvious joke as in she never tells him at any unopportune moment of who she is and how does she know him until it's literally at the part where he's trying to get a sewer lid open to escape these gang of albinos that attacked him again later in the film um and she literally steps on the lid that he's trying to get open and says yeah it's the time for me to tell you who i am ta-da I understand that it's a joke, but at the same time, that kind of shit in movies just pisses me off. Especially if it's, like, in an action movie or a horror movie where, like, your life is on the line. And then it's just like, oh, wait, the fact that she steps on the lid alone, I was just like, can you fucking move so that we can, like, live or do something with our goddamn lives? Could you not right now? I just, I understand that it's for the sake of humor, but I just don't think it's You see, I really didn't have that much of a problem with it because, again, this is a horror comedy, so stuff like that, I don't find that atrocious. The horror is still there. People are trying to kill us. In any, like, given situation of a human being, you probably would just be like, hey, let's get the fuck out of here because horror is still horror. You can do comedy and not be obnoxious. Well, yeah, but it's, like, campy horror. Like, I never felt threatened the whole movie like i welcomed those yeah. jokes i i don't know i don't think it plays off very well because you're trying to get to like this character but her whole gimmick and joke is just this one joke that they never like deviate from well, like, there's a lot more that you could do with this character i mean like i like it because it's like you know you, you run into somebody who like clearly remembers you and you still don't remember them which is like what i really like about the joke is that um like, even after she explains, she's just like, oh, I remember we played Spin the Bottle? And it's, like, it's really obvious that he still doesn't fucking remember yeah. her. It's, like, it's, like, stuff like that. It's just, like, oh, man, all that builds up. I feel like it was build up for essentially nothing. As soon as they just get to the joke in the sewer, they just drop it all together. I'm, like... I mean, they get together in the end. Like, that's the only bit I don't like about oh their my. relationship. <laughs> where it's just kind of, like, they just got together because... <laughs> 
they okay. saved her. Well, I mean, it's the, the fuck. No, hope this is not the first time. They, the last they time helped this each other. Jeez. <laughs> I, that doesn't excuse it. We're, we're just going through this whole thing about these how these jokes don't work, and then I bring up a legitimate complaint, no, it is, and you're just like, oh, that's just how it was. Both issues. But he saves her, like, multiple times. Clearly that... At least 80s humor died in the 80s. That didn't oh die. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, how about let's actually discuss uh, AJ in particular, because I think he's probably another uh, famous figure from this movie, which is the friend of Keith, who's through the whole journey with him, up until the point where Katrina gets a hold of him alone and basically uh, bites him and we think he's dead through a good portion of the movie. There's even a part where uh, Keith finds his AJ's body in the dumpster and it looks completely dead, but then he shows up later, like, in the bathroom and just it looks perfectly fine, until obviously we find out that he's been turned into a vampire and then there's a part in this movie where we get probably a very actually moving scene where he's like he shows his aj shows his actual concern and love for keith uh and basically says you're my best friend and stuff like that like it would hate for me to have to like bite you and kill you because this is really tempting with this vampire like juice running through me uh, oh yeah, and he basically says that being a vampire kind of sucks. Like he's like, I'm uh, really not enjoying myself right now, and I don't want you to have to experience the same thing. Vampires suck. Uh, my favorite part, my favorite part of it, is like uh, he mentions how uncool everybody is, <laughs> and then Keith's just like, uh, Yeah, you're one of them too. You're just as uncool. And then AJ would literally rather die than continue <laughs> to continue going on. <laughs> Like, that's that's my favorite bit, where he's just like, oh, fucking kill me, then. <laughs> so, basically, he stabs him with what we assume at the middle of this movie is a piece of wood from a broken leg chair. Um, but in the end, we we find it's out not. it's not. It's actually a, some plastic, so it didn't have any effect on him. However, there are some interesting ways they kill vampires in this movie. My favorite being the heel of a high heel shoe being shoved into their chest like their chest is made of paper mache, by the way. Wait, like, is the shoe made like, of wood? How does that even no, work? No, the bottom heel is. Yeah. Oh, that, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Was that just how heels were constructed? I mean, if, back if it's then? a cheap shoe, it might be. I haven't been reading up on my '80s like fashion what? lore. Is this like a consistent thing, or is? I mean, I have some wooden shoes, but they're like clogs and shit. Who would wear wooden Why the heels? Fuck do you own clogs? We don't question these things. It's a perfectly they're very good comfortable. Joke. They're winter <laughs> shoes. Tiff. Yeah, we don't question these things. It's a perfectly good joke for the film. Anyways. Let's get on to um, another interesting thing about some just general tidbits. There are some interesting, like, foreshadowing. Before we know these... Now, we know these people who work here are obviously vampires, but there's some good foreshadowing in this movie that I'd like to be appreciative. One is, um, there's a mirror joke halfway into... Well, when they first arrive and start seeing the strippers in the back. Um, and basically, they're at, like, these things that you would do, like, a makeup table with the light bulbs and everything, but there's no actual mirror there. There's just two of them sitting across from each other on both sides and applying makeup to the other one's face. Because, obviously, since vampires don't show reflection, like, it, 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 they don't straight up tell you this, but it's a little neat little gag to throw in there to make you think for a second... 
I mean, I personally thought it was because it was just a cheap-ass uh, strip club in general, and I, I missed the part about the vampires, like, even though I went into this knowing it was called Vamp, it was about vampires. So I guess it also doubles as yeah. foreshadowing. There's also, like, the all the Egyptian stuff that's hanging around at the beginning in Katrina's room and stuff like that. So it gives you the impression she's been around for a very long time. Surprising how that stuff has deteriorated over the last, like, thousands of years i mean if the sarcophagus at the end didn't tip you off yeah she's been around for uh eons that isn't properly preserved that thing should be fucking rubble at this point yeah but i don't know what essentially is um this movie has some really good elements and i think like it it's very smart in the way it perceives these vampires because there's a lot of like lore that they're just sprucing about through this whole movie yeah it's a comedy and yeah we're following the main guys through most of it but if you actually pay attention to the um characters that are like just like throughout the uh, working at this actual like strip joint it's actually pretty interesting because they just go on about like uh like specifically the manager i believe snow is his name um and he talks about like how oh this place used to be a class act before she started running things um and he like he always goes on about how he class. yeah he always wished this place was like in vegas they actually talk about throughout the movie that he wanted to move the operation to las vegas because he feels like he can get more people in and make it a more of a class a like this would honestly if they took the stuff elements that are spruced around in this movie and made a tv show out of it like maybe a prequel to this movie as a tv series that would be really interesting to watch i'd like to see how this place happened and then when katrina arrives how does it slowly devolve into the slum we see it in at the end of i mean I mean, it's kind of, I mean, that begs the question, like, did Katrina start the coven of vampires in the strip club, or were there vampires already there? Something tells me that Snow used to actually own this place, and that I think what happened is that Katrina showed up, probably from a job offering or something, and she brought a bunch of girls with her that were already vampires and probably just took over i mean what's what's he gonna do he's like a small little dude as opposed to her menacing like she rips a another vampire girl's heart out in one scene with like no no ease whatsoever yes i I mean we don't know she was a vampire well i i want to believe that she was mainly because of the fact that she has all that old shit in her room she probably showed up over there, and in order to run things, she basically just converted them and was like, well, now you work for me, because I'm the one that basically did it. Yeah. Um, let's let's um, get into the final battle of this thing. Um, basically, once um, Keith, our uh, friend Keith, uh, and him and uh, Allison escape into the sewers, it's basically just kind of a showdown of him trying to figure out his way out because the um, albino is kind of trapped him at all the end. So he's just trying to make his way through the sewer and try to figure out how to get out of here. And then he finds, like, the place where all the vampires sleep underneath, and then he kind of sets that on fire. Um, And during the final runs, we have Katrina show up and actually hold Allison by the like around and essentially what keith does is he gets a bow and arrow that he actually managed to acquire earlier on in the film through breaking into a uh pawn shop and he basically shoots uh, katrina straight into a wall with it um through the mouth and she actually pulls it out and it really looks gruesome yeah some of the blood work can we talk about 
Oh, you, you go ahead. Uh, some of the blood work and kind of the special effects in this film come off really nice. I'm really you know, impressed with the way that they were able to get it done. Yeah. Then there's the part where obviously probably the best effect in the movie, which is when Keith feels like there's no way to defeat her and she's real close. He notices there's a little light peeking through the wood above them. And so he starts hitting it and knocking it down, making more of a bigger light. And basically he traps Katrina in these two walls of light and then hits the final wood between them, making the light come down to her. And it basically burns her to nothing and it makes her explode into nothing but a skeleton. Which leaves us with one of the funniest bits in the movie, like a final laugh of kind of the uh, Katrina's last a joke which is her skeleton's just there rotting and this be in this um has her arm come up for one last thing as a skeleton hand and just flicks him off and then that's it yeah it kind of keeps up that cheeky humor that the film is known for like you said before it's trying to be campy doesn't take itself ever too seriously yeah and i think it i'm just honestly impressed that like with all the years katrina has got on her she knows what the bird is and how to use it well like there's always the thing in like characters that have been around for thousands of years i kind of pick up on trends the longer you've been around the more you're like okay i think i get what this is that's basically at the end of the movie then we find out that aj shows back up and he wasn't actually dead because he wasn't actually stabbed by wood and so essentially keith and allison he's gonna take night classes yeah keith and allison escape from above the sewer they walk home oh like literally uh walking towards a rainbow in the distance in the clouds while aj follows them from underneath talking about how he's gonna get a night graveyard shift job to and they're gonna still be able to like be friends and all this stuff it again this movie does not take itself that seriously most of the time and i think it benefits highly from it because it's really entertaining in a lot of ways i think it plays off really well i'm glad with you know it kind of keeps that attitude throughout the whole film it doesn't ever feel like it gets to a slow moment it definitely does a good job, but... Well... Go ahead. I would have to disagree with that, because, like, I know we kind of glossed over the whole sewer scene, but it takes for fucking ever. My god. And the pacing is all over the place. In the time that they're navigating the sewers, they run into uh, the, the albinos, the small girl, the albinos again, Vlad, Katrina, AJ, and then they finally leave... And it's like, you go through all of these people at once. Oh yeah, let's not forget the fucking part about the the garbage truck at one point that tries to kill Keith, and then he's in the dumpster, and then he actually goes back to the strip club, and then he goes through the sewers again, and it's just like, it's so much. It's so much in like just a short while, and I'm just like, please, end it already. Well, when, like, he fi- was- when he goes back to the strip club for the final time, and this is the part where he's talking to Snow during that, I think that's actually one of the best scenes of the movie, when he's talking to Snow, because he's basically, Snow's just laying it out for Keith of how screwed he is at this moment, because he's like, he literally, he, he, literally, he literally tells Snow at points, hey, uh, you, no one's going to come for you because no one knows you're here because you were smart enough not to tell anybody you were coming here because no one would tell them anybody that they were coming to a place like this. That's how they've been getting away with killing all these people to come in here and disappear and act and having them used for food for Katrina and the other vampires. It's because... Well, no- yeah, I'm sure that was like relevatory for the 80s. Like that must have been like breaking a bit of new ground back then. But like, I'm just saying 
Like, it pisses me off that they go back, like, right to the sewers after that first bit in the sewers. Like, couldn't they have gone anywhere else, you uh, know? Well, let me tell you, this probably was, I'm not going to say it for a fact, but judging on other movies of this time period, and usually just in general, if there's, like, a long stretch of end bits to a movie where it's in a hallway or some type of sewer or, like, inside building areas at a lot of bits, I can probably tell you it's usually because they're starting to run out of budget. Now, again, I'm not saying that's the actual 100% fact is, but knowing stuff from, like, they live live which has a similar thing happen to it towards the end where you start to notice like there's not that many scenes of like outdoors or like fancy like different environments it's just again a hallway essentially that's usually the case for a lot of bits so it's basically just left up to wonder if or if not that was the well, case well i guess if you like it or not at well, least like the design and kind of the flow of it i can understand where the whole thing where it's like sometimes the pacing they go back and forth and back and forth but at least each time when they do it they try to keep it interesting by having something new happen so i think that i mean whether or not you like the pacing or whether or not it just feels kind of contrived is up to you based on your viewing we're gonna get yeah yeah i just definitely prefer the first half of the movie i think it flows much better well yeah um but overall, I would solemnly recommend this movie to anyone. It's it's a fun movie. It's one of those ones that not a lot of people have automatically seen, like any main 80s movies as much as some other ones. And if you like vampires or if you just like comedy in your horror movies and kind of like that 80s uh, cheese fest feel, you would really enjoy this movie because it has a lot to offer in all those categories. It's it's a it's an interesting time, and also you can get this movie pretty easily too. There are some Blu-ray releases of this movie. Now, there's a general one that's just out there. I've seen a couple of times in some stores, just like as a regular Blu-ray case. But what I'm going to probably prefer, if you really want the best version to acquire for this movie, is there is an Arrow Video Blu-ray of this movie that they have done an amazing job cleaning this movie up and also have a ton of features and special extras basically talking about the making and all the different elements of this movie and it it's just a great blu-ray it's actually in my collection i really love it and isn't there Um, also a uh, vinyl disc of the soundtrack there might be i'm not entirely sure but um you can probably look on amazon for a lot i know they've been recently making a bunch of remake and re-releases for a lot of like horror movie soundtracks and this probably would be one to acquire if you can find it um but essentially yeah if you're looking for this movie you can pretty much find it that way uh, you can buy that uh, Blu-ray on Amazon or Arrow Video's website pretty easily. Um, so I think that's basically cover. We've covered almost basically the general gist of this whole movie. So, any final thoughts for any of you two? Um, I think that the film's really solid. Um, my favorite things are some of the design and the characterizations. The opening scene alone really sold me on the film and the kind of humor that it has, and I'm glad that they're able to keep that up for a good chunk of the film. Sometimes the humor does slow down a little bit, but it picks up again right around the ending. And if you want to be able to check this out for yourself and just learn to appreciate it, I highly, highly recommend it. I mean, like, um, how I liked it, it was alright. Like, there were, like, a lot of gut-bursting jokes in it. 
that uh, I but I did like uh, I did like a lot of the characters. I liked watching how like AJ, Keith, Duncan, and Allison all interacted with each other. Vampires were a little weak. Half uh, last half of the movie was like a little bit dragged on for a bit. Overall, I'd give it like a I don't know like a B. You know, it is a B movie. Ah, I see what you did uh-huh. there. Yes. Uh, but anyways, I, again, I highly recommend it, though I'm the horror guy in amongst this group. Um, and again, it this movie, I still feel, is if you're looking for those hidden gems, especially like those early old 80s hidden gems, which there's some real gold amongst some of them, uh, I would definitely check this one out um, if you haven't already seen it. Um, if you want to hear more from us, uh, check out our uh, channel at YouTube or SoundCloud or on our blog spot. Um, we release stuff weekly, Monday through Friday, um, about different categories and whatnot. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, our collector's podcast, which this, that week's uh, episode will be talking about the toy line that was short-lived, uh, Zevos. So make stay tuned to watch that tomorrow. Um, and also, um, if you'd and, like to be able to help us out, maybe get some extra really cool content, we also have a Patreon available. Uh, Patreon subscribers can get extra different podcasts, listenings, um, and even op- the opportunity to speak to one of us if you're interested. Um, we really would love the support if you have the chance. You know, it keeps the lights on and allows us to keep doing this because we like doing it. Yeah, I would just say... Um, we're we're enjoy doing this and if you guys help us out we can continue doing a lot more stuff for you guys uh because we really enjoy doing this quite a lot so with that i think it's time to end this today's podcast guys all right bye guys i hope you guys enjoyed this and we'll see you tomorrow with that or next week we'll also see you with the next horror monday podcast all righty then thank you so much have a good day bye